Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. Today we're in the studio of Jess from My Little Thistle. I don't actually know your second name. It's Jessica Wilkes. Yeah. Jessica Wilkes. <laughs> and I met Jess a couple of weeks ago at a maker's market. And I've found that one of the best things with doing craft fairs is who you meet because you never really get a chance to have a good chat with people that are in the same boat as you. And although we have very different practices, I think that there's a real interesting story with Jess. She designs her own children's wear and she takes commissions as well. So there's a few overlaps, but I'm keen to know a little bit more. So over to Jess. Uh, so I started making children's wear when I was um, at university mm-hmm. just for friends and family. Um, I actually was studying women's wear at the time um, did thoroughly enjoy um, designing and making women's wear and I still have made odd pieces here and there for myself and friends. And probably will continue to do so. Yeah, if I knew someone that made women's wear, they they wouldn't be let go. (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely love it. But um, I just found that when I was making children's wear, it was really exciting and like fun, and the colours you could like work with. Just people people put their children in really wacky clothes, and I just I feel as though you've got more scope to be able to like experiment there with children's wear why do you think that is because obviously everyone on the podcast knows that i'm having a baby but do you think it's parents buying wackier clothes because they like them or do you think it's kids just have wackier taste and they're all up for self-expression and they don't they're not filtered um i don't know because i've got i follow a lot of um mums on instagram yeah and I tend to notice that it it's down to their style. Mm. So there are quite a lot of mums um, that have got they like the sort of monochrome, like everything's sort of quite grey and light colours, maybe pastels and things like that. Sort of quite pretty, if yeah. you like. And then I follow quite a lot more um, mums or parents that. Um, like really bright colours, this rainbow kind of like vibes and quite retro sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's not, they don't just post um, like photos of the kids wearing the clothes, they're posting like, they're just generally their lifestyle and you know, the way they decorate their house, mm. the accessories, like their cushions, it's silly little things like that. Like it, it tends to be, that's their style. They like that style. I'm going to put little Joey in. Yeah. A, bright blue all in one and the big rainbow across it all yeah so it's yeah it i have noticed it tends to be the parents Mm. although in saying that um my friend's little girl who models for me um she's she's pretty cool her mum's got like quite a good style um and puts her in some really cute clothes but um she yeah she picks things out she knows her own way (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, so why is the brand called My Little Thistle? Where does that come from? Um, so I suppose I should start by saying really what I'm, uh, what My Little Thistle is about. So mm-hmm. I am inspired by my own childhood and the memories that I have 
um, from when I was younger. Um, and I wanted something that really reflected that and something really personal to me. So um, <laughs> it was actually a choice between three names okay. um, at the time. Wild Child, which has actually been incorporated into the brand with one of my designs. Um, Orphan Annie and My Little Thistle. And that's because they were three names that I was um, called as a child by my parents. Okay. <laughs> my Little Thistle was because my dad used to say that I was too prickly to be a flower. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, um, so all the way through my life, like all the little, little bits and pieces, um, you know, just... I've got like a little pair of like thistle earrings and things like that where he's sort of been away perhaps working and come back and got me something like thistle related <laughs> so I kind of thought that one just sort of stuck out to me more and I think it kind of fits with my brand a little better as well because yeah. I don't know I kind of try and keep this I know I've, I've gone for quite a bright collection this time but I do try and keep like the rustic kind of vibe mm. going so yeah it's got that kind of wild and rural side yeah. and we're here in the studio that's kind of in the middle of the countryside and you've got views of the countryside from your studio windows which yeah. I'm very jealous of <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's lovely yeah. yeah but I think that it is kind of interesting that you pick a thistle for a child's brand because obviously it is quite spiky yeah but I love that that reason <laughs> that's amazing everyone asks that and I think it's because you expect it to be something like quite you know yeah more I just thought, yeah, but That's I love the fact it was your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so, how far along are you now with your brand? Is it about a year, did you say? It's coming up to a year. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's coming up to a year, but I was working on my brand for, to be fair, for several years. I kept going back to the drawing board, sort of deciding whether, you know, kind of, sort of coming up with... A final thing that I was happy with mm. and I sort of just thought one day I need to bite the bullet and do this now like because it's just I'm just going to keep going back and forwards and back and forwards so I've been working on it for a very long time <laughs> um, and started setting things up sort of uh, just over well, about a year and a half two years ago maybe okay um, but then I've sort of because I had like the um, studio built because I just needed like a space to be able to start doing it really properly yeah not just sort of crammed where wherever I could in a corner um, yeah so I decided to wait till that was finished to to launch it properly um so yeah it's coming to a year exciting mm, so what are you gonna do for the anniversary I'm having a little party yeah yeah just a little party on the a Saturday afternoon so just friends and family really yeah. everyone that supported you to and begin. people that supported me yeah so yeah. just a little bit of a little bit of a celebration for you good few uh, glasses of Prosecco I think and, uh, <laughs> so you're working on different collections do you stick to the kind of fashion calendar of doing like a spring collection uh, summer winter autumn or are you kind of getting inspired by fabric and creating a range of things and then putting that out there how does it work for you yeah um yeah I stick to the spring summer autumn winter um I found that obviously those seasons can be quite long, so in between Winter's that, is like yeah, you've been on for ages. Yeah, so in between that, I tend to do um, a few bits and pieces like where I've perhaps just 
I love going to the fabric shop. It's like one of my favourite places in the whole wide world. Yeah. And I can spend hours in there. So, and and they all know me in there as well. I'm just like, they just know I'm going to be in there. Like, okay, I'm just me here for like three hours. <laughs> like, don't mind me. Yeah, don't ask any questions. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um. So, yeah, I'll just go in and find fabrics. And then I'll, so I've got hordes and hordes of fabrics that I've found for ideas for future collections just because I think oh, I'm going to use that and just make something now um, so and because I get people asking me for um, sort of commissions as well like on the side I suppose I'm sort of doing the spring summer autumn winter with, within my little thistle but then on the side of that I've got like other bits and the pieces orders. going on and, and different orders yeah I like to try and keep it to my sort of like yeah the fashion calendar I think that's probably probably because of like how I studied yeah um but I've got a few ideas sort of coming up whereby I might sort of have a, a sideline that does sort of more bespoke pieces I'm intrigued yeah. <laughs> yeah. so how does it work when people commission you are they looking at a piece that you've already made and then say maybe they want it in a different size or a different color or are they coming you you to you with like a sketch or an idea of something that they want making yeah usually it's something they've seen so um for instance i had um a lady uh order a skirt from me um exactly the same shape and style that i've designed you know through my little thistle and she wanted it in a completely different fabric to match the um theme of her little one's birthday party um and so yeah that was just like sort of incorporating the two if you like and then I've had other orders where it's been I love that dress but I like it in this fabric and they've liked a dress from my summer collection um, and then when the autumn fabrics came out they've gone oh I really love that fabric but I liked that dress you did before can I like mix it up and, and do that um, and that one was really nice because it was lovely to see this, that style in a completely different light yeah like, it does just change the whole look of, do look you of find style. that sometimes that inspires you like yeah, people yeah. doing unusual combinations, you go, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely, because that one for me, I quite liked. I, I'd put that fabric initially with um, a darker, a quite dark cotton, um, and they asked for it in like an ivory. Mm. And yeah, I did think, oh, actually, I, I looked at that fabric initially and thought that was like more autumnal. And then when I put it with the ivory, it really sort of brightened it up, and it was quite sort of summery, like boho kind of look. And it that's was okay. Yeah, it, was, it was really nice. So. Yeah, definitely, it does It does inspire you with people mm. who sort of ask for bespoke things. So, we met obviously at a craft fair. Yes. Is that where you're mainly showcasing your work at the moment? Is that how you're getting your brand out there? Or? Yeah, craft fairs mainly. Um, to be honest, word of mouth is like probably the best thing that's happened because it's just... Yeah, I've got friends that are like, go, oh, yeah, so they're friends. Oh, yeah, I, I know someone that can do that. And then it's so on and so on. And, like, before you know it, you're sort of taking orders from people you just don't know from Adam. And yeah. that's that's actually really, really nice. She's just like, oh, you know. Then you start to think, it's not just my friends and family supporting me now. <laughs> it is nice when yeah. you get one that's out of the blue. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I, I just shared something today on um, my kind of Facebook page because it was just a thing that's going around and it's about how you can support small businesses. Mm. And I think that so much of, you kind of think you can build a brand online, but all the algorithms are kind of built against you. They are all to kind of keep you invisible until yeah. you pay any money. So I think that there's a lot of work to be done to show people that you can really support someone 
just by sharing, liking, commenting. Definitely. Um, because that makes it visible on their feed and then they know 300 people and one of those might want one of the things yeah. you're offering. Absolutely, definitely. I find as well, like, because, um, you know, Instagram and Facebook, I, I post every day. Like, yeah. And I've, I made that sort of decision from the beginning. I was like, right, I'm going to do this. And then I sort of thought, oh, my goodness, like, it's quite hard to sort of, like, keep on top of um, posting every day. Purely because, you know, on the on the times when you are sort of like a little quieter, you've really got to like think right. What 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 can I sort of just start doing now that just sort of like makes everything sort of come together. And um, yeah, I I decided oh, I'm gonna post every day, and it's actually really worked in my favour now because of like you know how many how much there is to see on my um, yeah. gallery, and. Because I've, I'm sort of always on Instagram and always on Facebook, and I really, I like to, um, I like to network on there as well. Mm. So, it you know it is good to share, um, but it's really good as well. Like I, I've quite often like message people personally as well if I've seen like, something that I like them, I like that they're doing. Yeah. And um, I've made um, so like there's one girl that uh, makes handmade. Um, teddy bears like mohair teddy bears okay and they're absolutely beautiful like i've got a bit of a bit of an obsession with teddy bears anyway but um yeah and it's really lovely like we've just like had a little chat and i've seen her go from um you know right from sort of the beginning like where i was around the same sort of time actually and she's just like flown and it's just it's amazing really to, to sort of like it's almost inspiring just to watch yeah other people as well so you know you share their things and comment and network and and like vice versa and then not only are you sort of like benefiting you're also it's really really good to see other people do, do well. so well as well yeah, yeah. Really no definitely see that. yeah yeah because I think that there's so much out there that you can kind of get blinkered and just think about your own journey but I think you're so right if we all kind of just support each other and kind of lift each other up. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing where you can kind of yeah, that's end it. up. Everyone's sort of in the same boat with that in that aspect. And that's why, you know, I still see it as a lot of people, um, you know, there's a lot of small businesses, creative small businesses online now. Um, and it's just really nice to sort of see everybody come together. Yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And literally, like, I'm sure it's the same with you. You get an order and it's like dancing round yeah. <laughs> like it, never, yeah it just doesn't go off like it's, it's yeah. so happy to kind of that someone likes what you do and yeah, you definitely. want to make something um, and it definitely makes it worthwhile and put the yeah. extra hours in yeah so you're juggling all of this around working full time yes yeah. <laughs> so, do you sleep <laughs> um yeah I, I've I've sort of um I have to make sure that I take that break yeah, because yeah, I think it's really important to still be able to get a balance. Um, so yeah, some that to, to be fair, not always. <laughs> there are times when I'm absolutely manic, and if I've got lots of orders, especially if um, I'm coming up to my next collection, mm. and I know I've got to get loads of stuff done. And no matter how much you plan, no matter how much you stick to the plan, something will either go wrong or something will just crop up or you'll end up having orders come in and you're like, ah, and it's <laughs> mental. And yeah, and I've been in here at like four o'clock in the morning some oh mornings God. and then at work for half past eight. Wow. So it's, yeah, but not not, not that often. Yeah. 
but often enough for me to go right <laughs> rein it back in yeah that's it like take a little bit of a break and yeah and stuff but it's tough but I know that I'm you know I'm working full-time at the moment because obviously you need yeah. money <laughs> yeah um, gotta eat yeah exactly but um I love what I do with this that much that it doesn't feel like work yeah so I actually I mean like I've been away this weekend um so I've had a little break and as much as I've really enjoyed that I've really looked forward to coming back and getting stuck in with things here so it's yeah it's not it's not as bad as it sounds when you sort of like it is possible yeah yeah definitely So what's your process? Do you keep sketchbooks or do you kind of build a collection and kind of work off the fabric and then kind of see different ways that fabric can be used? Because you seem to use kind of panel work in your designs. Yeah, yeah. Um, That seems to be kind of consistent with what I've seen already. Yeah, I think that probably comes from um, the style that I adopted at uni. Mm. So when I was studying... um, I've always been really interested in clean lines and like silhouettes in that in that way. Um, and as you sort of saw earlier, my FMP was really conceptual and quite sort of um, yeah, a lot of quite minimal with a lot of like really distinct lines. And for that reason, I think yeah, that's where I've sort of always kept with like say like the little tunics. They've got like that really clean line mm. at the back and and things like that the um pockets as well some of them are like on the uh, most recent tunic that was like quite geometric um so i think that's sort of something that's kind of like will probably always stick with me because i just like that sort of yeah that sort of style um the fabrics i yeah it tends to be right what what fabrics are there out there at the moment that i really like and colors i don't stick to like a trend or anything like that um I think I prefer not to because I like to be just a little little tiny bit unusual mm. in that sense. So um, yeah, it tends to be fabrics really that inspire me, um, and that that usually comes from the fact that I get drawn to it because it it reminds me of something. So if I go into a fabric shop and I see like a fabric, I'm like, oh, I remember like I had a dress in that when I was little. Or, yeah. And things like that, like it tends to be more nostalgia that I get drawn to. Um, and then in terms of um, actually making the garments, I pattern cut. So I'll have a standard block that I'll draft, um, and then you can manipulate that so you'll like trace it off and have um, like a sort of second second version of it, and then you can manipulate that pattern into whatever sort of shape you want and. Then I twirl it, so that's like mocking it up in, okay. in like uh, a fabric that's similar to what you're going to make up in finally. So usually it's calico. Sometimes it might be like a little bit of a lighter kind of cheap cotton. Yeah, I was going to say is that just a cheap like a, one, so you can yeah, just play around with it. it. So if you need to make any tweaks to like the size or the fit or anything like that, you can. Um, but what I've tended to do is come up with sort of I think I've got about ten or maybe twelve designs now. Um, and then each season I sort of take a few out and maybe add one in yeah and then so like each season I've done like a, a new um, new item maybe one or two new items but I still um, keep to some of the originals as well that are popular mm. um, so then I want to eventually have you know like a good range of like my sort of really um, classic pieces 
and then I can just kind of mix and match and yeah. change it up. And... Have you got like a dream item that you want to make but you haven't quite either got the time or something that's like just in the back of your mind you'd quite like to make a um, blank? Yeah, I guess so. But it, it's something that I've got, I'm, I'm working on at the moment. Oh, okay, so you want to keep it secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to follow to see what happens. But no, I just find it interesting because I think everyone has that kind of dream project and there's always a reason why it's not now, but it's kind of like, it's coming. Yeah. It's definitely coming, but... Yeah. I mean, one of the things for me is, um, so when I, before I started my um, diploma, before I went to uni, I, um, so I'd done fashion at, like, bits of fashion um, in my art course, and then I finished my art course, I've specialised in fine art, and then was like, oh, I don't even know what to do, I don't want to go to uni, and then one day I was um, just out shopping one Saturday, and I went into Cow in um, Digbeth in Birmingham. Yeah, the vintage shop. Yeah. And walked in, and on the left you can see, like, the little sewing room, and I was like, oh, that's really cool, and like... Obviously, it was quite quite a new thing at that point as well, like the sort of upcycling and everything. And that actually was the sort of trigger for me. Then I was like, I think that's what I want to do. Do you know what? That's actually because I'd, I'd sewn before. I'd sewn at school, and obviously at, at college I did a certain amount of fashion um, as well, as it was like a course that had a bit of everything, everything mixed in. Yeah, photography, everything. So. Um, and I just hadn't really chosen my pathway, if you like. I knew I wanted to do something creative, just didn't know what. And that sort of inspired me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that was quite good. I'm going to chuck my full-time job in, and I'm going <laughs> to go to college. And that's what I did. Um, and, yeah, I actually ended up going back there, um, going there to do my um, work experience while I was at uni and um, worked in the sewing room and it was really good because they sort of, they, they, they get these like, you know, bales of clothes in and um, it's, you get free reign with a lot of stuff there and well you, well, you did at the time, I don't know what it's like now, yeah. but it was really, really good to just like be really, really creative. I was going to say, because they buy their fa uh, vintage fashion by the kind of kilo or the tonne, yeah. don't they? So they can't quality control it before and I think that's why the of upcycle stuff happened because they needed something to do with all the yeah. good fabric yeah but maybe not so good clothes <laughs> that was absolutely it and you know that's where they sort of perhaps it's, it's simple things like they had the men's there was a massive like trend at one point the, uh, the Ralph Lauren men's shirts and made them into dresses and yeah it's like that they were really popular um so and I, I sort of kept a little bit of a blog um while I was working there and really sort of that inspired me and I always I always thought that this is what I would do originally I mean that that's what I would do originally yeah. before doing this I always thought that's what I'll do is I'd love to upcycle and that's the sort of thing I'd like to do and um, and then like, I didn't really ever do that and I started making clothes like from scratch for people and that's kind of how this came on so I think that's something that I would like to do in the future mm. and yeah I think it would work quite well with yeah. the children's wear as well like yeah. maybe old family dresses or yeah. grandmother's pieces that you could remake into a pocket on a child's dress or something yeah, definitely. um i think that that kind of i'm pretty sentimental so those kind of that things was, are quite yeah, sweet yeah it's really funny you say that because that's actually one of the things that um was sort of on my mind was perhaps perhaps offering like a service for some like so where pe people that 
they've got a piece that they really love they can't wear anymore but can't part with because yeah. that's that's the thing for me I've got hordes and hordes and hordes of clothes because I just can't part with them and it's like I'm never going to fit in it or if I did fit in it it's just just not going to look right on me anymore yeah but I wore that when I did this and it's like yeah everyone's got memories attached to them and I think it's yeah. really interesting and I think it's nice as well because the way fashion's gone over the last kind of 10 20 years and that fast fashion and you buy it now and throw it away and even the charity shops don't want it because it doesn't last yeah definitely i think to bring it back to something that's handmade but also has that reason and the memories behind it and like being able to see your own child in that dress that you met yeah their dad definitely in, or something like that it would be yeah. really special 100 percent. yeah i think that's a that's probably one of the sort of key things for me is that I mean, a couple of other projects at uni that I did sort of focused around the fact that um, there are these brands now where it's just, we, we like live disposable lifestyles as it is. And yeah. the clothing is just a major part of that. And you go and buy something from a high street shop. And it used to be Primark, and I'm even seeing it now in like other high street shops that were perhaps a bit more, bit better quality at one stage. And it's just things, yeah, break, don't. Mm. Don't buttons rest. are the worst and, thing. Yeah, <laughs> no buttons that ever stay on. Yeah, that's it exactly. But so, no, I think, I think that would be really nice to kind of add that in. Yeah, definitely. That'd be where I want to go, to sort of next, really. Yeah. Well, I do catch up episodes, so we'll see in a year's time. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, so what are your plans, kind of moving forwards? So, you, would you like to be able to do this full time? Do you see this yes. as something that you do? alongside maybe another brand would you want to go back into women's wear um i definitely want to do it full time yeah that's what i'm working towards if i get there you will <laughs> hopefully <laughs> i um but if i never get there i can never say that uh i didn't try because I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm trying <laughs> but yeah i think um my plan is just to keep going at the pace i am um sort of just keep coming up with ideas just to sort of I don't know, keep people's interest as well, I guess. I've got um, lists upon lists upon lists <laughs> and like lists as long as my arm um, of ideas. So, you know, I, I never know where to go next with stuff. So I have got ideas and I have got like ways to sort of keep people engaged and to, you know, sort of broaden it. Yeah. Um, and I think I can just see it maybe, you know, I get to the point where I can go part time. Yeah. Like, or whether I can do that at my place or not, but find a part-time job or, or do it that way and then do this in a graduate ease sort into of ease it. into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, just just sort of... Watch this space. Yeah. yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> so I think I'll just end on the last question. And I always like this. It's a bit of a visualisation one. And it's to describe your perfect kind of creative day. Okay. Um, but you... Can, it doesn't matter about timings or locations in the world so you can wake up at one place you can eat somewhere else you can go in the afternoon somewhere else and you can finish somewhere completely different because okay. being in one place can be a bit dull <laughs> yeah. so what would be your perfect creative day? Okay um, I love being in my studio I absolutely love it just because it's like I shut the door and I just, I'm just like, it's like my little cocoon. Yeah. And I can just be like, my little bubble of creativeness a little bit. Um, but I think I would probably wake up somewhere very picturesque. Okay. Um, Early? Yeah. 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 
definitely. Um, if I've got things to do, create like uh, to be creative. It's your day. Then I'm. It can be I'm, however you want to do it. I'm up. Yeah, I have to be. Otherwise, I'm lethargic, and that's not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably somewhere. Okay, so I can wake up in Scotland. Yep, if you okay, want to be. I'm waking up in Scotland then. On a lake, um, up a hill. Where where are you? Um, on a hill, beautiful view, of a loch. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere somewhere really pretty and fresh air and yeah, really refreshed when you walk outside. So probably do that and have some breakfast on like a nice patio. What's on your breakfast? A breakfast. I like the details. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I can narrow it down. I love food too. Um. I love pastries. Okay. Yep. Pastries, orange juice, um, maybe like granola. I like yeah. a bit of granola as well. That's very, that, I was, was going to say it's very healthy, but it has got pastries in, so I'll oh, no, you pastries are. and oh, loads of honey as well. <laughs> so it's okay, not really so you, your vistas over the lot. You're eating your pastries. <laughs> are you planning? Are you sketching? Are you going to uh, go to a fabric shop? Or... Li- listing my what I'm going to do for the day. Okay. Um, that's what I usually do. Just kind of like I have to be able to tick off my list. Yeah. So that's. That. I'd love to be able to not do that. But <laughs> it's part of your I'm routine. Not that if you have to have a list, I, I'm a list oh, maker. I have tried for years to be this really sort of spontaneous, like out there person, and I'm just not. No, I'm really not. Le- lean into what you are. <laughs> That's what I've yeah, finally accepted that I am, yeah, a little bit of a neat freak and a list maker. So yeah. um, I can attest to the neat freak. The studio is immaculate. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely a fabric shop. Um, yeah. be my first. Have first you place. got one in mind that either around the world that you've heard of that? Um, I love. Well, I I use a lot of fabric shops in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, but I love. Um, there's one called the Cloth House in um, in London. Okay. And uh, yeah, I really like it there. They sell a lot of um linens and cottons and everything's sort of very eco-friendly mm. so yeah lovely really nice textures um so yeah probably so we're going yeah. from scotland to london yeah yeah so we've gone what, fabric shopping super inspired with the eco-friendly yeah. fabrics while i'm there i will probably go and check out what exhibition is on at the welcome gallery i love the welcome oh, gallery it's so good isn't it yeah like it's so oh, underrated it. as a yeah. gallery it is it is it's fascinating it's, it's one of my favorites yeah. and i've been and seen three i've been to, been to three exhibitions there to be fair not so not many but all of them have just been oh, i've been in there for hours yes so inspired when i've come out because like, it's just it mixes everything doesn't it like because it's science and art and yeah just psychology like everything and it's just oh it's completely on my street I absolutely love it yeah Yeah. oh I'll meet you there yeah (laughs) and it's perfect because you just come out of Euston it's It's like right straight straight to welcome yeah definitely so probably pop in there okay exhibitions on (laughs) yeah love it um go for some lunch somewhere where's the best place in the world for lunch oh the best place in the world oh no oh no hot lunch spicy cold I'm the food, the food questions aren't good for me because I all absolutely. Of it. Well, you can have it. <laughs> I love all food. You can have a sandwich in your studio if you want. Like it doesn't have to be. Oh, I like a good picnic. A good picnic. I love a picnic. Okay. Yeah, that sounds a good. good. Picnic. So it'd be hot as well. It'd be nice yeah. and sunny that day. Yeah. Just to clarify. Um. Yeah. So um, lemonade, refreshing yeah. drinks, yeah. sandwiches, picky food, cheese board. So, oh. Yes. 
picky foods all the way. Yeah. Um, and then I would come back here and I'd fling my windows open, get some nice fresh air in here, be nice and sunny, and put some music on and yeah, get to get to work. Get to and would you make things for a child to try on straight away? Would you do photo shoots? Like, what's the big payoff for you? Is it just when the garment's finished or is it when the garment's being worn or? For me, yeah, it is a photo shoot. Yeah. I, I absolutely love a photo shoot. I love everything from the sort of first bit where I'm like, right, this is kind of what I want to achieve to sourcing all the props and, you know, organising it. It can be crazy to organise because it's like, I've got um, usually around six models. Yeah. So like, they sure always say, never work with kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, because actually my um, autumn winter collection, um, we had it in here, the photo shoot, and oh my goodness, it was like absolute chaos and the kids just didn't want to, just, just, they were just like, I think it's because they were contained and I was like, I can't, they're, they're just getting tired, they're getting restless, like, it's not fair on them, like, more than anything, so we were just like, right, open the door, and thankfully, it was actually quite a warm evening in, like, I think it was September time, and they just ran around in the garden, and we got actually some amazing shots, just purely because they were, like, left to their own. They were just devices. happy. They were just happy, and that's the other thing as well, like, I, I want to always try and get really natural shots, I don't necessarily like these sort of staged shots, mm. I like something that's really really natural and so to get them when they're sort of laughing or when they're like running around and playing and yeah and jumping on things and and the uh, so the guy that does the photography for me he's actually one of my brother's uh one of my brother's best friend and um he's absolutely brilliant to be fair he's ace photographer um and he's great with the kids he's yeah. absolutely brilliant he gets them like That's laughing and they're like yeah they're they're absolutely they love him so um, it's always really, really fun, and it's a rush for the sort of couple of hours that we're doing it. The last one I did was, uh, we did it in a, a hall, and um, it was just, yeah, manic, like, it was actually, it was when we had that massive dump of snow. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'd got, like, an inflatable flamingo. <laughs> And beach balls inside, and then it was like absolutely Arctic. deep snow, like horrendous snow outside. Yeah, but everybody sort of still managed to uh, to get there. Um, yeah. Well, most people did, to be fair. But yeah, and uh, it's yeah, it's the rush. It's the rush of the photo shoot, and it's just really, really fun. And it's that sort of afterwards, the high five, like yes, we did yeah. it. Like yeah, that was but that's what I was thinking. Like because it, I would imagine, and I, I don't know. But it could be quite a lonely experience being in the studio and making clothes. So I would have thought that the payoff is actually when it goes out into the world and it's enjoyed oh, yeah, and it's definitely. worn and yeah. that it's nice when it's finished and you go, Yeah, that's pretty and I like it. But it's not the same as when you see yeah. someone running around and Absolutely. enjoying it. It's like for me as well, because it's always I try and get fabrics that are diff I always try and have a selection of fabrics that people can choose from um that are quite different from each other but still tie in yeah um to sort of make it that collection and um for me it's always like you you've got you've got all your fabrics you've got your designs you know what you're doing you made them up you've got them hanging you're looking at them you're like keep going back and looking you're like does it match does it match does it go together i'm not sure or and it's like the questions and you're like ah it's too late to change it now yeah and then um 
actually get like seeing the models with them on and like it fits them and they the colours all go together and then with the sort of toys they're playing with and everything sort of just tight that comes together and that's for me is that moment when I'm like oh yes I've actually like I've done this I've done it I've done yeah. it right I've done it right like yeah so yeah it's definitely really rewarding the photo yeah. shoots are rewarding yeah and I suppose I'll make it the last question but what advice would you give to your younger self um to be fair probably to have more um confidence in myself when i was younger mm. i don't i don't like to have regrets because i feel as though you know it's like the butterfly effect one small thing you could have done years ago could change things now and i'm so happy with how everything is now you know yes it's like it can be stressful and you know there are things that I want to improve there are things that I want to grow but as a rule I'm in a pretty good place at the moment and I don't even when things get tough like you still you know I don't I try not to have any regrets yeah but for me I you know this isn't just work wise um this is like in my personal life it's I I didn't just um perhaps didn't like like myself enough and have like much confidence in myself mm. and compared myself to others and yeah and so what and, do you think changed or is it just over time you've got built your confidence um i do I, I do believe that you know over time as you grow up and you do become sort of more accepting of who you are as a person um i think for me you know certain experiences um you know in my personal life and just all sorts of things that just made me go do you know what this is who I am this is what I want to do and actually I'm happy with that now I, don't, I just I couldn't actually tell you when just you know it's like just one day yeah you look back and I'm you realise yeah, I don't I don't I'm just gonna carry on now as I am and I'm yeah. not gonna let anything bother me and I definitely have more confidence now than I did back then in terms of doing things like this mm. um, I think for me it was more about the fact that it sounds silly but I'm like you know you notice the fact that you you don't time goes quickly like <laughs> time goes really quickly and when I was younger I sort of like I went to uni quite late I was 22 when I went to uni um, which I suppose is late in terms of you know most people are sort of 18 yeah by the time I graduated, I was sort of like halfway through my twenties, um, and I did used to say to myself, you know, like I really, I really wish I'd gone when I was younger. I wish I had, but actually, um, I'm glad I went when I did, because I don't think that I would have taken it as seriously as I did when I went. And um, yeah, um, I've sort of now I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm like, right, you know, life is short, like before you know it like a year's gone and literally just go for it no yeah just go for it <laughs> just yeah. go for it so. and you have and you yeah. are <laughs> yeah. and you will yeah <laughs> and that's it it's good thank you i hope you enjoyed this week's episode of keeping curious 
Thank you to Jess for letting me into her studio and into her life for a little moment to find out about her journey so far. I think it's really impressive what you've built in the last year and I know that this has been an idea that's been bubbling away for a long time and I think there's quite a lot of us out there that have those ideas for creative businesses or projects and we let them sit on the back burner and I think it takes a lot of guts to really go for it and I think that you've proved that you can dedicate the time if you really want to do it and you can reflect back on the, the journey that you've done so far and I'm already looking forward to our catch-up uh, in the next year but hopefully I'll bump into you a few times before then. So that's it for this month, take care and keep curious. <laughs>